0: Okay, welcome back, Danny, to the No No Football Podcast. This is episode 34, and I've taken care of episode 32 and episode 33 alone, because you decided to go have fun without me.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was <laughs> time. I had to. Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, you're back, which we missed a lot of things. First of all, I didn't I talk about... Have- I'm completely lost.
1: I have no idea what's going on. Uh,
0: I didn't talk about the women's final. because I was waiting for you to come back.
1: (laughs) What women's final?
0: The Euro final. What do you mean?
1: Oh, we didn't talk about that?
0: We. You left right after it happened.
1: Sorry. It's just... It's been a long week.
0: All right. Give your opinions. It came home, Danny. It came home.
1: Um... England were unstoppable. No, they were on fire. They fought through really hard. Uh, it was very even, I want to say. Um, but England pulled out the win. I, that's as much as I can say because uh, I almost forgot what happened.
0: Germany looked great. But they couldn't defend us at peace.
1: <laughs> no, they couldn't.
0: Yeah, and your favorite player, um, I forgot her name, but from England and ended up scoring. Right,
1: <laughs> Which one? Uh, the winning goal. The winning goal was Kelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she scored to the goal. Um, so it was 1-1 uh, throughout the second half um, with... England scoring first in the 62nd minute. And then Germany equalizing with Magal scoring in the 79th minute. Uh, they ended up playing the full time of the match. England, out of the two sides, seemed to be the team that was more exhausted. They really didn't have much legs. At least you would have thought they didn't have much legs to go on. But uh, in the extra time, England ended up coming on top with Kelly's goal at the 110th minute Uh, they all did look exhausted but they kept fighting and that is really the reason that they ended up winning I think Germany as good as they did look I think in the last third they always seem to struggle in their approach to try and uh, get a goal
0: interesting alright well that's all the analysis that I have, you know, I'm not, I don't have anything to say mostly because you watch most of it. So,
1: yeah. And there's not much else to say. I mean, uh, they both played pretty well. Um, it really did look like after England scored their first goal, that Germany were probably going to have a really hard time equalizing, but it, it, it only took 17 minutes for them to equalize. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were both really, really trying hard. And I say out of the whole competition, these two teams were probably the most likely ones that were going to end up coming to the final. So whichever one took it was going to be well-deserved.
0: Yeah, from what I heard, uh, I heard that there was a slight bit of controversy in the game mm-hmm. that there should have been a hand handball called on England, although nobody okay. was appealing for it. And yeah. um I mean that's all I heard about it, but nobody talks about it because England won and it happened in England. So I haven't heard any, right. you know, anybody cover it except for like one podcast. Um, oh, I don't um,
1: know if well, you remember was, seeing
0: anything like that.
1: I can't say that I that I do remember. It kind of rings a bell that there, there must have been something, but I believe that what it was, it was. I don't think it was like a, a clear and obvious kind of thing. And maybe that's why it wasn't called or reviewed in that sense. Um, But I I can't really remember it exactly. So I I, I don't know what to say about it.
0: All right. Anyway, (sighs) let's move over to. uh, um, We're going to skip to MLS real quick. So you missed a couple of matches, right, while you were gone.
1: I think I missed like two.
0: Well, there was a little bit of like the midweek matches, so I, yeah. I totally forgot to look at these highlights. But Colorado ended up beating New York four to five last Tuesday, and wow, Seattle, yeah, crazy. Seattle ended up winning against Dallas one 0 where so they broke their losing streak. Um, Charlotte played D.C. United, which was Rooney's second game in charge, I believe, and they ended up winning three 0 okay. as in. Charlotte won 3 nil, not D.C. United.
1: Oh, okay. I was confused. I thought that United ended up uh, winning 3-0. Yeah. Yeah, no, no,
0: yeah. Columbus That's... lost to Montreal. Okay. Uh, 1-2 and Portland, played against Nashville, where tied 1-1. San Jose played against Miami, which was 0-1. And uh, then the League's Cup showcase happened at the same time. Where, you know, LA mm-hmm. Galaxy played against Chivas and they won 2 0. Oh, right. Yeah. And I already talked about this in the last podcast. So you don't need to worry about it. And the LAFC mm-hmm. played against America, which was a nil-nil. nil. Wasn't really that entertaining. There was a couple of chances, but mostly it was. You can tell that LAFC wasn't trying very hard to win that match. Um, and yeah, LAFC mm-hmm. ended up losing that on PKs, but eh, it's whatever. So moving yeah. on. All right, we're going to cover this past weekend,
1: huh? Well, before we move on to the most recent of things, did you cover how Sacramento is in the final for the U.S. Open Cup?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Yeah, so it's Sacramento versus Orlando.
0: They technically wouldn't be there if LAFC had beat the Galaxy because then the Galaxy went on to lose against Sacramento right after that.
1: Yeah, that's true. But... That wouldn't have happened if Galaxy would have beat Sacramento. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. Um, I kind of want Sacramento to win.
0: <laughs> well, it's the beauty of the cup, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I want Sacramento to win, not just because they're not an MLS team, but because they're also a California
0: team. That's a good point, actually.
1: So... Yes, both teams that we had locally ended up getting eliminated. Well, technically, three of you count the Orange. Was it Orange County ones? Um, where Cuco Torres was. Uh, so all we've got left for California is Sacramento. So I think it would be a beautiful underdog story for Sacramento to win this and a great California win.
0: Oh, I know there's a lot of people going for the underdogs, especially because I don't think there's many fans of Orlando and pretty much everybody else is going for Sacramento just because it's such a uh, a huge story for, you know, second division club to like that to make it all the way, given that they were supposed to be exactly. an MLS team, but that was taken away from them. Wait, because, what? Yeah, they had been approved to become the like fourth Californian team, but uh one of their investors pulled out of the funding so they weren't able like to get a new stadium and oh, stuff like what that. A so they didn't oh. meet the requirements anymore so that was uh, their their That's candidacy exact. ended up being pulled cuz i think they were supposed to be integrated next season which is the same mm-hmm. time that St. Louis or St. Louis um mm-hmm. comes into the league. Yeah. So yeah. Wow um
1: yeah no in that case i think it would be very very cool if they ended up winning this tournament um kind of a in your face to the investor although i mean how could it be if they pulled out anyway uh but still it would be a win for them not just in the tournament but also because you know someone that opportunity got pulled away from them so it's kind of like showing The rest of the league that they can compete.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, I forgot when that final takes place, to be honest.
1: September 7th at 5pm.
0: So far away, considering how when the last match was played.
1: Yeah, I know. I was a little confused by that. The last match was played on Wednesday, July 27th. Okay.
0: All right. fine. Let's move on to this last um, MLS weekend.
1: Tell me what happened this weekend. Um, I can see all the scores. I'm looking at all the scores. Man, did you
0: watch any games?
1: No, I did not. Um, so the I see. Game I see. <laughs> um, no, I didn't even see that.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. You, were, I forgot you were asking me what's going on.
1: I was asking you what was going on. Uh, yeah. So I see a lot of interesting score lines. Uh, Atlanta beating Seattle Sounders two to one. I think that's. I mean, you skipped over
0: Vancouver beating Houston.
1: Uh, Yeah, but I feel like Vancouver and Houston are around the same area on the table, aren't they? Yeah. So it's not that big of a scoreline. I mean, if you if you would have told me this back when they were at the bottom with hardly any wins, then yes. But at this point. I think I would have given it to Vancouver over Houston anyway. Um, but Atlanta, I believe they've been kind of on a losing streak, haven't they? Uh, let
0: me check the results. Uh, they didn't I'll play last them, weekend. But... Uh, Let's see. I mean, they
1: beat Seattle I mean, they this weekend. They, they drew against, against Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. And they lost against the Galaxy. Uh. So...
0: It was kind of back and forth, but they both desperately yeah. needed the points, mostly because they're floundering at the bottom of their tables, respectively. Seattle I definitely of, needed the points.
1: Yeah, out of the two, Atlanta need, needed the points more. Um, I think you can kind of scrape away with the terribleness from Seattle just because they ended up winning the, the Champions League tournament. So they kind of have like this okay, you perform bad, whatever but atlanta under the recently you know coaching coachings of uh, gonzalo pineda you would think he needs the win more than seattle does
0: yeah um it was a good match anyway cuz uh they did end up scoring that last minute goal for atlanta uh, mm-hmm. it was the 95th minute i believe so seattle I was talking about this in the last podcast that they desperately need to start getting those points because, you know, how I've been saying the whole season, like, oh, Seattle always ends strong. They always end strong. It doesn't matter how they start. They always, you know, put a run together at the end. Mm
1: -hmm. Well,
0: they're really waiting to put that run together. I don't know if it's going to happen at this point. They only have about, like, nine or ten games left in the season. And they're still out of the playoff zone right now.
1: Yeah, they're currently standing in 8th position in the Western Conference. Uh, they are one point below the qualifying, or at least the the most lower teams, uh, which is 6th and 7th between Nashville and Portland, uh, both tied at 25 p- points. Sorry, 33 points. I was looking at the match. Played, uh, thirty three points. Uh, they're one point below at thirty two points. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of a battle between them. Actually, all the way up to third place, uh, Dallas including.
0: Yeah, but look how far down that goes. So from third place all the way to eleventh place. Eleventh, yeah, points, right.
1: There is it's going to be like really really tight for all of these teams to see which ones are going to come through i think realistically they all have an opportunity to do so i don't think any of them have a clear um consistent performance or at least consistent positive performance week after week uh so i think that it's going to be a real toss-up for at least the bottom three like fifth through seventh Whichever of those is going to make it. But it really can change all the way up to third. Uh, the only two solidified teams would be LAFC and Austin.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only healthy chunk there is. The nine point gap between second and third.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If anything, I feel like the Eastern Conference is a little bit more spread out. In terms of like the teams that are firmly in the playoffs. Versus the last Playoff place.
1: Yeah. I mean, not as much. Uh, From there, it's only only like fifth two positions down.
0: Yeah. I would say fifth place to 11th or 12th about
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. Toronto is uh, way, way down there. I think that I had ended up switching them a little higher in my previous prediction. Um, I mean, they did but...
0: end up winning over the weekend against Nashville. Three to four. Yeah, although th- yeah. that I think that scoring is kind of deceiving because I think they scored the chunk of that four goals first, and then Nashville just ended up clawing a couple goals back. But, yeah, you know, and seeing it, didn't and, get his first goal in that match.
1: And um, I'm gonna say that a lot of these teams probably had a mixed up roster with the um, with a midweek game, right? Like they had to switch out some players, maybe rest them, or was that the midweek games where they just had kind of a.
0: You know, I didn't pay attention to the squads, but I mean, they definitely had Italians playing. If her Toronto on Nashville, I think <laughs> everybody was. It, it doesn't look like anybody rested players this weekend. I'll say that.
1: Okay. Okay. Right, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was. Because you know how that's how they usually do it. it's like one or the other. It's either going to be the midweek or the weekend games that are going to get um the reserves or the backups to take the main squad um let's see another one that kind of surprised me for was Philadelphia Cincinnati like what what was yes. up with Cincinnati winning 3 to 1 against if, if Philadelphia if you weren't
0: if you weren't watching the game it's surprising if you were watching the game this is Philadelphia right so right um, so, jim curden i think
1: I think Philadelphia, I think Andre Blake.
0: I know, but Jim Curtin, the coach, right? Okay. Versus his assistant coach, who left him to go coach Cincinnati. Mm. So he knew
1: exactly how to counter him.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, But from what I saw, I mean, Cincinnati was all over Philadelphia the whole time. I think Mm -hmm. they, they honestly could have scored more. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't put away their chances. But I was watching the yeah. game. I ended up falling asleep just because I like to take naps on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was watching this on game the weekend during yeah. the week. Yeah. Um. Anytime I get, you know, any chance I get, I'll take a nap. But um. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh. Cincinnati was all over them. I didn't, I mean, they were playing at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do believe they TQL. I'm pretty sure TQL is Cincinnati's home. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, they're they're playing, I mean, Cincinnati was playing amazing, you know, they're very aggressive, especially with Lucho Acosta back in the lineup, he's yeah. he's playing really well, uh, Brandon Vasquez is getting goals in, um, yeah, they're playing really, really well, I don't think Philadelphia can handle with the pace or pressure that Cincinnati was putting them under, um, yeah. they did get a goal though, but honestly, if you watch the match, Cincinnati deserve to win that game.
1: I feel like that goal that Philadelphia scored was pretty much a consolation goal.
0: I mean, it was at the end of the match, right?
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. That explains it. Um, Another match we have is uh, New England actually getting a win?
0: Yes, against Orlando. But to be fair, Orlando has been not performing as of late. Um, Carlos Hill ended up getting an assist, which, you know, I thank him for the fantasy points. (laughs) Considering that half my team isn't even playing right now, I don't know why.
1: Because they were being rested. Yeah, I mean, you're saying that Orlando hasn't had good performances of late. But New England's been kind of terrible since most of the season. Yeah, I mean, a draw the game before this. Another draw before that. A loss against Philadelphia. A loss against New York City. A uh, draw against Cincinnati, a draw against Vancouver, and their mention, last win was against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, but not to mention that they got rid of two decent players in uh, Sebastian Leget- and Josie Like They literally got rid yeah. of them last week. Mostly because the transfer window uh, closed this weekend as well.
1: Wait, wait. Uh, Josie Altidore got kicked from New England?
0: He didn't get kicked, he got loaned. To where? Puebla. What? Yes, I know it's random.
1: It's so random. Also, I feel like didn't uh, what's his face uh, bring him into New England because he liked playing. He liked having players that he had already
0: coached. Yes, I feel like this is more of a Josie Altidore wanting to play kind of thing because he got that because he Josh wasn't people. really playing. Yeah, he was more of a bench player that would come in after you know the opposing team was tired. That kind of option. Um, so okay I, i'm i'm 100 sure i know there's been rumors of uh josie altador going to Liga Mekis in the past but right. i'm sure he was just like you know there's this opportunity can you please let me try it you know i, I want to play somewhere and, and according end-
1: to and he didn't what
0: no i'm saying he did end up playing over the weekend for Portland.
1: <laughs> oh he did how do you do uh
0: I mean, let me check the results right now. I, I didn't keep track of the game. I just know that he got subbed in, and it was weird for everybody, including fans of uh, uh, fans of the team or fans of Liga MX in general, because they're like, "What's going on here?" Uh, well, see. yeah. I mean, last match was against De Luca, where they drew one one. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing there. Lineups. Uh, he wasn't
1: involved in the goal.
0: Jose Altador got subbed in, but yeah, nothing else happened though.
1: That is so random for him to be there. Although I, I might remember him saying that he speaks Spanish, or I've heard him speak Spanish. Is that right?
0: Uh, I think he speaks oh, yeah, Spanish, yeah, right? Yeah, I think he's fluent. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I remember like an interview like years and years ago where it was in Spanish, and it threw me off. Uh, he
0: but, got something in the 80th minute, so there wasn't really a lot of time for him to do anything but the okay. ended up scoring the goal uh in 82nd mm-hmm. minute. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't think, I think it's just more of him. Like, Hey, get a feel for how it is out there. That kind of,
1: yeah. Match, but. Uh, according to all the, uh, Mexican sports league analysts, uh, he's gone over to a more competitive league.
0: Yeah, of course. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: anyway, moving on from new England, uh, so, D.C. ended up drawing against the Red Bulls, which is kind of crazy after the result that they had against Colorado 4-5. Uh,
0: yeah, I did not watch any of that 4-5 game. <laughs> uh, well, I mean,
1: it, it doesn't matter if you watched it or not. Uh, even though the Red Bulls lost 5-4, to you would think that having scored 4 on Colorado, which you would think, is also a much better team than DC United at the moment. They would have had at least uh, scored one.
0: Yeah, New York hasn't really had a lot of favorable results lately. I mean, they were definitely one of the top-table teams. I think they held first place in the Eastern Conference for a bit. But in the last match, they ended up losing to Colorado, that Mm 4-5 game, ironically. Uh, And now they ended up drawing Mm -hmm. against DC United, one of the bottom-table teams, right?
1: Uh, yeah. So, Which is a good outlook for uh, Rooney. You know, you go from a loss to a draw.
0: A gain of one point. Yeah.
1: A gain of one point in three games. That's definitely going to take uh, him to the
0: playoffs. I honestly <laughs> think this is an a experimental kind of season for him because I think by the time he came in, they're already bottom of the table. So he was uh, like, they're uh, actually
1: second to bottom. Yeah.
0: Who's the bottom there?
1: I. Uh, Oh no, never mind. They're they're actually at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, they trash.
0: Um, but <laughs> I, I honestly, thought I saw Toronto
1: at the bottom. That's why.
0: Yeah. In terms of expectations, I don't think this season even has any kind of expectations from the forum. No. for this I point, think it's just it, like get comfortable with the squad. You know, try some things out, see what you can do uh, before the season ends.
1: Yeah, and seeing who has what, you know, like what players can actually perform, which ones are going to fit his system, so. I don't expect them to do extremely great, especially him just coming in like that. Um, But still, I think it's a great result for DC United to actually get a draw and for Wayne Rooney, mostly, to get a draw against uh, the Red Bulls coming off of a game where they scored
0: four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the other game that caught my attention was Sporting Kansas City Scoring four on the galaxy.
0: That, I was also watching the end of that match mostly because I think it was delayed a bit. I don't know <laughs> for what reason, but I'm all, all I mostly watched that match only because I was waiting for the LFC one to start and they delayed the LFC <laughs> one just because this game wasn't over yet. Uh, yeah. but Kansas City ended up going up three nil, like right off the bat. And Galaxy yeah. can defend. And I thought it was hilarious because um, during the midweek games, you know, the League's Cup showcase where they beat Chivas. Remember, mm-hmm. Les Gomez was talking about it. He's like, this is a game that can, you know, get your momentum going in the actual season that you're playing because, you know, you're coming off a couple <laughs> of loss, losses and then, you know, now you got to win against a League MX team. So you guys are going to be feeling good. So this should just transition to the MLS and, you know, cause you to win the next game, more or less. Look. <laughs> I I think
1: they appreciate the hopeful thinking, but it just wasn't part of the lore. You know, it wasn't canon that win. So they just needed to continue their losing streak.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, uh, we need to continue the main storyline here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can uh,
1: we can't uh, this is not multiverse soccer. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then of course they followed the Impressive, i say in quotation marks, win against Chivas, and mm-hmm. pulled together a you know loss against one of the one if not the bottom. They are the bottom. Uh, against team in the, West. the bottom team, yes. yeah. I ended up losing four to two. A little bit of a deceptive um, you know scoreline, mostly because one of those goals for the Galaxy was a penalty kick that just came out of nowhere because I ended up crossing it into some guy's hand, although nobody was in mm-hmm. the box to receive it. It was a um, reviewed penalty, right? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, it's a handball in the box. It's just one of those that uh, yeah. you have to give a penalty. Um, the yeah. other one was just a chicharito goal, so technically, it should have it's been four to one. one. Although, I do say if you watch this game, watch the—I mean, if you watch the highlights, pay attention to the last goal because mm-hmm. uh, Julian Araujo, who's the right back for the Galaxy, ended up. Trying, to, uh, he was under pressure from Shallowy from Kansas City, and uh, oh, he tried to. You show me this. Uh, I don't know if I did, but he tried to pass it back to the goalie, and, and was just like, "Oh, free ball!" and just ended up, you know, slotting it in between the goalie mm-hmm. and the goal, and that's He's how the last goal was. It was hilarious too, because the Galaxy was pushing really hard for an equalizer at that moment, and as soon as that happened, they just gave up because it was at the end of the game. Was yeah,
1: I believe it was like the 95th minute.
0: Yeah, so that's how that game ended. Kansas City looking really good, especially with their new DP, Eric Tommy, who scored a banger of a goal where mm-hmm. he they passed it to him. He, he hit it with his chest up in the air and then he just hit it on the volley to the far post okay. and it was pretty sweet. Oh, wow. um, um,
1: I'm going like, to go on a tangent for a second. Uh, you said that New England got rid of Two players, one being Josie, which we talked about him going to Puebla. Um, Legit, I remember seeing that he was going away from New England, but I forgot what team he was going to FC or what Dallas. team didn't. Dallas. Okay, yeah, yeah, and Dallas good... ended up drawing against Portland.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he was in that game though. But this is more, uh, you know, they got the USA boys linking up: Ariola, Legit, and what's uh, the name, Ferreira, right?
1: Uh, yeah, he started the game.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's that. That's that in- impact.
1: Yeah, that's Mr. Becky impact. G. Mr. <laughs> Becky G. Exactly. Uh, okay, so that's pretty much. I think all the games. I'd say Colorado, Minnesota, another seven goal yes. game. Uh, Austin
0: doing us a favor by drawing against San Jose. Austin,
1: yeah. Ha- San Jose doing us a favor, technically?
0: Yes. although right, right. It, You should watch the highlights for that one because there's an absolute screamer in that one, too. Honestly, uh,
1: anytime I see a San Jose game that ends up in a draw, I just think classic San Jose. This is like what they do. Yeah.
0: There's uh, the second goal by San Jose was like from way outside the box. So it's an absolute rocket when top ends. And uh, right. it's funny, though, because if you go to the LAFC stadium and the fan section is like amazing, but even mm-hmm. if the other team scores a goal, we'll keep cheering like if nothing
1: happened right
0: austin stadium is not like that <laughs> they, they'll they cheer like the whole match when the team's you know playing well and as soon as the goal happens they just like it gets so quiet it's hilarious really yeah, just like watch those highlights and when that screamer goes in they're like you can see a bunch of hands go up in the air like what happened but the, the stadium <laughs> just goes quiet all the flags stop waving it's so funny
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! No, you guys got to keep the momentum going. Keep the the vibes high. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now to get to the our main event, which was LAFC versus Rail Salt Lake. The only thing I did see of this game, uh, was that Gareth Bale goal.
0: Heck yeah! It was awesome. Um. So everybody's talking about. flashback to the Copa del Rey goal that Gareth Bell scored against Barcelona. I don't know if you remember that one.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking when I watched this.
0: That's the one that uh, he was pushed out of the field and he still ran past the guy.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely hit some nostalgia moments when I ended up seeing him take on these two players, going all the way to the edge, and then slotting the goal in.
0: Yeah, but... I would say, I mean, there's a key difference between those two goals. In the Barcelona one, he ended up just beating the guy on pace. This mm-hmm. one, he was more like, he was covered by two guys, right? And, right. Um, I want to say it was Justin Glad. I want to say. That was the one that was covering him. <laughs> that was just, that just reminded me of a joke that I saw on Twitter that some guy's like, going to have to go with fourth flex because it looks like Glad can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad. Or was it like hefty? Hefty. They're going to Hefty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Justin Glad was the guy covering him. And what Bell was doing is more like he was jogging with the ball. But he yeah, was more that's... like he did a feint that he was going to cut back, like the slightest mm-hmm. feint you will ever see. And that was enough to make Justin Glad do a stop. And as soon as that happened, he's like, all right, I'm taking off now.
1: Yeah, I want to say this, this goal was a combination between both strengths because he was using. A lot of strength just to keep the players off of him.
0: Yeah, considering and, at the, when they when he got past them, that they were pulling on his arms and stuff, right?
1: Right. So he he was using a lot of his strength and his body to cover the ball and protect it and keep it, uh, and just the technique, like you said, the slightest feint, just using his movement to his advantage. Uh, pretty much just the experience and quality that he has over the pace that he used to use.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean, as soon as he got past the players and he was alone in the box, I mean, he knows how to finish a goal, right? So he knows how to finish off that opportunity. So it was an easy, easy finish for him. Um, Main note is, you know, it's great to see how happy he looks after he scored the goal. Like he, he, both goals he's had, he runs to the bench. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know um the other highlight of this game is i heard that lafc starting a volleyball team and killini is going to be the captain
0: oh heck yeah <laughs> although you know this is something i approve of of course it's uh, a super meme but uh oh, come on it's hilarious Killini's even like what did i do wrong <laughs> um but yeah, he like, me... hey, I
1: was just stretching. Uh, it just happened to hit my hands. I, I didn't mean to.
0: Yeah, I know. And uh, the funny thing I heard is that an actual volleyball team was like tweeting at him was like, bro, you know, we just wanna talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god, that would be hilarious to actually see him like get taken to a volleyball game and subbed in for just just yeah, yeah. for the meme.
0: Yeah, there's a couple memes from that. Like, somebody edited a basketball instead of a, a soccer ball, and they put him dunking. But Yeah, uh,
1: you know, when I saw that, I was kind of scared that he was going to get a red card.
0: A lot of people were saying that it should have been a red card, but it was on the opposing team's half, and uh, he had Murillo behind him to cover anyway, so he wasn't the last man's, you know. Self. Right,
1: yeah. The yellow definitely deserved.
0: Yeah. But, uh, besides that, I mean, he did a really good defending, although he had to get subbed out for that, because Jundel, um, yeah. I don't think, wanted to risk him having the yellow card.
1: Hold on, do you think that this is a side effect from getting bitten by Suarez?
0: Maybe. I mean, Suarez did it, and he ended up moving his team to the next level, right? <laughs>
1: Exactly. So, you know, maybe after all these years, after that bite, the Dolores radiation, <laughs> radiation is finally,
0: like, yeah. kicking in. And, you know, and now he's, he's... start being a little racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, what I find hilarious is that in that game, RSL ended up breaking their attendance record. But if you looked around the stadium, half of those people were Real Madrid, wales or italy fans and when killini did this this handball all the people with italy shirts in the stadium were like yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is like the best thing ever that's like that's killini do meme you know we're waiting yeah. for a killini <laughs> meme
1: <laughs> see and this is i think one of the great things about signing two superstars like Killini and bale is that you get that revenue and that audience coming in to support the team even if they're not just lafc fans they're fans of these players and because of these players they're also supporting the team
0: yeah um so i mean that's pretty much all you gotta say the only thing is chito's still on fire uh, yeah, scoring oh, two goals. I mean, that first goal was clutch finish. That's so good. Yeah. If anything, I don't know how he's not a DP, but you know, while we can work that magic and have like you know five DPS without actually having DPS, <laughs> you know, just
1: don't ever mention the word DP around him, and he'll never know it exists.
0: Yeah. But it's just like, oh, this is how it works. But yeah. So uh, I think that's all we got to say about that match. I mean, that's a pretty good match. Uh, LaFC. Alone in the top of the standings. We're getting a bit of a cushion there. As well as having a game in hand against the teams in second place. So mm-hmm. we could extend that a further to 9 points.
1: Yeah, We will extend that a couple more points. Yeah. Um,
0: we only need a couple more games to actually clinch the supporter shield. In terms of breaking the, the, the points record. Which I do want to break. Because they ended up taking that from us. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe... We have eleven matches left to play as LAFC. There's some teams that have played two more than us naturally. Like if you see some people have played 25 matches, we've only played 23. So out of those 11 matches, I think we need a win eight, and the record is back.
1: Oh, nice! So I Hopefully, think we do
0: that. that. I think it's definitely doable. Um, so I'm hoping that we get that record back just to have our name on that on that record again. And, and, in tandem with the supporter Shield, I think that'll be like a cherry on top.
1: And if that happens, that's going to be a fantastic first season for Cherundilo.
0: Yeah, but also, to be fair, I mean, John thorrington gave him every single tool at his disposal to be able to do that.
1: <laughs> Look, he has every tool, and he's, being, he's using it well.
0: To be fair, also, the chemistry has seemed way better in the season than it has at any other point in our history.
1: Well, I think that right before Bob left, we've pretty much hit a plateau. And you could see a lot of frustration and lack of uh, motivation for a lot of the players. They weren't just performing how they used to. And now you do see a little bit of that relief in the way that they play. Um, Listen to how we were talking about Jiggy Palacios and how he used to be, how frustrated we were at the beginning of the season because we just thought, he was going to continue playing like he had been playing the last couple of years, but he's really taken off. Yeah. He still does some, some of the same mistakes, but I think him being able to provide so much more and attacking so much more. And I can actually see the confidence in him is compensating for those mistakes that he still makes as -hmm. opposed to when he used to do it before where he would make these mistakes, but he also wouldn't provide anything else to, cover for it you know yeah. so uh, i think all these players are playing on a on a different level i won't say it's 2019 this is just completely different
0: yes i do think 2019 was way better in terms of attacking i think we played a yeah. lot of attractive you know soccer it was and way more fun it as was... well as our press was way better back then too however mm-hmm. our defense is a thousand times better now than it was back then oh yeah so it's, it's a trade-off it's a trade
1: yeah but I'm, I'm fine with that, and I'm happy with the results that we're getting. And, yeah, of course, we're going to get frustrated when they're not performing well or to what we expect. But for the most part, you know, at the big scale of the whole season, they've been doing a great job.
0: Yeah, okay, pretty much. All right, let's move on. Uh, so to the
1: international yes. across the pond leagues.
0: Yes, uh, the, the Premier League. Is the main one I want to focus on. So that okay. uh, started over the weekend. I got to say, prepare your Premier League prediction because I'm going to ask you about it in the next episode.
1: So uh, I'm guessing Arsenal wanted this season to end before the season even began because, you know, alphabetically, they're always in first.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they always say, stop the league right here. <laughs> um, okay.
1: But, so let me just. I'll say the the games, you can tell me what you've seen, what you know mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. Uh, so Arsenal ended up finally uh, starting the season off right with a win over Crystal Palace
0: 2-0. Yes, uh, Arsenal's playing really well. They're finally getting that Arteta ball going. Um, yeah. They're, they don't look like Arsenal of last season or the season before where they seem to be a joke. In my predictions, I predicted them to come in fifth. Mm -hmm. but honestly it's really tough especially i I mean the only reason they're in fifth in my standings because i put man united in fourth (laughs) we'll get uh, there yeah yeah, but uh i'll update them when the season uh when the transfer window closes we'll talk about it again then but pretty much arsenal's playing really good uh, against crystal palace i mean crystal palace had like two chances but there wasn't they weren't really you know high dangerous ones Arsenal... I feel like
1: Crystal Palace ends up getting better towards like the mid season.
0: Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. They they have a decentish run they f- and then end up finishing like 10th or something like that. But, yeah, uh, they,
1: they don't always start the strongest.
0: Yeah. But Arsenal seems to be playing how Arteta wanted them to play since they hired Arteta pretty much. And he's finally right. got a couple of players to help implement his system. They got a- rid of a lot of the dead weight. They brought in Zinchenko mm-hmm. and Gabriel Jesus. I think those players helped a lot. Also, Zinchenko getting an assist in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I think having those players in there improves the mentality of the team. Getting rid of all the players who are a little bit toxic uh, mm-hmm. just kind of helps the mentality in terms of we want Arsenal to do well instead of focusing on off-the-field issues. So, so far, yeah. I mean, we're only one game in but everything's looking good for Arsenal and the fans should be happy. However, it is Arsenal. So there's a good chance that they could implode somewhere halfway through the season. True, true. But I don't
1: feel, okay, this is not going to have to do anything with what I've seen, you know, strategically or the game. Cause I didn't even watch the highlights either. Um, but I kind of have the same feeling about Arsenal that I did about Austin where, Whatever moves they made with their signing, especially seeing that they signed those two players that you mentioned, uh, and getting rid of all that dead weight, uh, I have a feeling that they're actually going to perform well. Like, this is going to be a good season for them. So, I could probably see them finishing third or fourth, realistically. Yeah, that's what I'm um,
0: saying. I'm like, I would not be surprised if they finished in the top four.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'll give you my fullest predictions on the next one. Yes. Um. Okay, so moving on to the next game. Uh, looks like Liverpool wants to get all the draws from the season out of the way early uh, and started off with their first draw of the season against Fulham, the second best team in the league.
0: Yep. I mean, did you see the highlights for this match? Uh, No. Pretty much Liverpool played like Liverpool does, but and in the way that they played, they played like Liverpool... Assumes a match would go in their favor. Now Fulham, from what I heard, they've been trained really well in terms of the off season. That their <laughs> their fitness is amazing, and they can keep okay. up a high level of intensity throughout the whole match, which Liverpool was not ready for. That, mm-hmm. and um, you notice that Fulham, Fulham, along with Norwich, are you know two of the teams who are known to go up and down. Between championship yeah. and the Premier League. Right?
1: Relegated, promoted, yeah. It's would, like every season it's one or the other that comes up.
0: Yeah, I would argue that the main reason that Fulham keeps going down is they've had Mitrovic for a while now, and he mm-hmm. keeps scoring tons of goals in the championship. The main issue is that every time they get promoted, the manager benches <laughs> Mitrovic as soon as they get to the top flight. Why? Think, I think that that's changed this season. So... Um, they have Mark Marco Silva, who used to be mm-hmm. the manager at Watford and Everton, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like he's got his full faith in Mitrovic, considering that Mitrovic broke the scoring record and he scored like 43 goals in the championship.
1: Seriously, it's like, oh, you scored 43? You know what? You're going to start off on the bench this season. Uh, yeah, I know we got promoted, happened, and yeah. it was because of you mainly, but we've got this other guy who you just did not let – play or score. So we'll go with him. Yes. No. So I was bad. Uh, it just doesn't play. make sense.
0: It looks like finally, you know, they have a manager who's actually going like, why am I not gonna play this dude that scored 40 goals? Yeah, um, of course.
1: And... Uh, for Liverpool, I want to say the frustrating thing is exactly what you mentioned. They get very complacent with the result that they have and think that they're just gonna end up breezing by this game after they've scored, in this case, two goals. And They just end up allowing the other team to catch up. And then they get frustrated and blame a dry field for them losing or drawing.
0: Yeah. And then you see the Fulham admin for the Twitter account posted a picture of them watering the field the day before. It's like, oh, it's looking mighty dry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumbest thing i have ever heard from to be fair
0: i mean Klopp usually has some dumb excuses for his team losing it's never the team
1: (laughs) no no this was the team completely i didn't see the highlights but i know this is the team complete's fault because this is not the first time that they end up doing this and even if it was a dry field if your team was good enough the dry field would not be a factor
0: I mean, also, currently, you're starting Darwin Nunez off the bench, and you have Firmino on the field.
1: Well, I mean, Firmino's amazing. I love Firmino.
0: Yes, but he doesn't score goals as a number nine.
1: <laughs> he doesn't score goals, but he always ends up doing some sort of magic to get the ball to the right person who's going to score the goals. Yeah, He's more like a attacking midfielder.
0: Yeah, but to continue on from my earlier statement, from what I'm saying, is that now that Mitrovic is playing, he's one of the hungriest strikers in the league in terms of wanting to get the ball, wanting to attack every single chance that he gets, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, um, you'd
1: think that Newcastle would want him back.
0: Nah. At this point, they're just focused on becoming the next PSG. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, speaking of Newcastle, they ended up winning against... Uh, not on, okay. I want
0: to talk about how Mitrovic just destroyed liverpool's defense because wait liverpool goal, has a defense on the first goal is trent alexander arnold who's covering the ball and mitrovic is like psych it's me dude and well like, trent didn't even jump because mitrovic was already in there and he's like it's my ball though
1: <laughs> okay well the Second most predictable one. part there was that you said trent Yes, but Trent remember, can't defend if his life defended
0: on it. Okay, him. but remember, uh, two seasons ago, everybody was roasting him for not being able to defend. And then the season after that, he was doing tackles. He's like, I can defend now.
1: <laughs> no, no, you can't. Yeah, You exactly. can attack. You still can't defend. He, You're not even fast enough to go back and actually defend.
0: He literally didn't that's jump probably the,
1: Yeah, that's probably a huge weak point for Liverpool, but... Yeah. He just gets so many assists throughout the season and is just so effective at that that you're kind of going to have to sacrifice that defending for the contributions that he has.
0: Yeah, so anyway, he bullied Trent for that first goal. In the second goal, I think Liverpool was starting to fight back a bit and they were close Mm -hmm. to getting the the, um, the lead. But uh, Mitrovic ended up going one-on-one against Van Dyke and caused Van Dyke to trip him inside the box. And a uh, penalty <laughs> was called on Van Dyke. And Van Dyke's like, no chance, no chance. But they reviewed it and it was called. So yeah. on that one, Mitrovic scored the penalty. And he single-handedly Good. got full on the 2-2 uh, uh, two, two draw. But it just seems like you wanted Liverpool not to perform well. <laughs> Who, me? Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's not that I didn't want them to perform well, but... I think that they didn't needed to be handed this loss because the, earlier, were, happens, think, right? <laughs> the earlier
0: it happens,
1: the earlier happens, the better. But at the same time, I think that they're at a point right now where they just think that they're oh so big that they're this big team that you know they can get these signings uh, like Darwin coming over, but they really haven't accomplished much. They're the best number two team in the league. Yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan, but. You're the second best team in the league. You're not the first. Yes, you won the Premier League once. But you've also lost it twice before that. They lost this recent one. They lost the one, I believe, before they won. Um, And it's the Champions League. Same thing. You're the best second Champions League team in the world.
0: Second place, yes.
1: Yeah. So... Liverpool, you do great stuff. You have potential to be number one, but you lose to yourself. Mm-hmm. I-, I hope that they open their eyes about this and keep playing like a number one team from start to finish. But they, if, if this is how they're going to be performing, you know what? Keep those draws and losses coming because they don't deserve to win if they're just going to feel like they earned. it. They need to earn the win. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Now we can move on to the next game. Okay,
1: now we can move on. Uh okay, I'm probably not gonna say much about this one. I don't know if you have anything. Bournemouth 2 nil over Aston Villa.
0: Sounds like Stevie G's under pressure already. Apparently Aston Villa played horrible. And Bournemouth is playing really well. Bournemouth mm-hmm. currently being coached by Scott Parker, who used to be in charge of Fulham the last time that they were promoted. And everybody that I've seen and all their predictions was gonna say that Bournemouth is one of the teams that was going to be relegated but from mm-hmm. people I mean from what I've heard people were really surprised how this game went that um Bournemouth played really well they're really good attacking going forward Aston Villa didn't do squat and you know yeah. they have I mean this is the smallest team in the league pretty sure Bournemouth um mm-hmm. I've heard that they only have like 11,000 fans in their stadium or something like that
1: only 11,000 jeez yeah.
0: but I mean they played good enough to win the first you know, opening match of the season. In terms mm-hmm. of that, Aston Villa has lost their last two opening matches of the season. <laughs> um so it's not looking too hot. And I believe next yeah. week is Aston Villa versus Everton. So it's a race between C V G and Lampard. Who's gonna get fired first?
1: <laughs> I still have my money on uh was it Lampard. Yeah, I
0: think everybody mostly fight. everybody does. But yeah. Yeah that's all I gotta say about this game.
1: Okay, uh, what about Newcastle actually getting a win 2-0 against Nottingham Forest? Uh, although not big of a surprise
0: because it is Forest. Yes, but Forest made 12 signings in the offseason. But one, were they good signings? Uh, one of them being Jesse Lingard. <laughs> who turned down a move to West Ham to go to a promotion team, Nottingham Forest. And, uh, Why would you
1: turn down your move to West Ham, where West Ham ended up, kind of restarting your career be- before you ended up going back to Man United and actually starting at Man United?
0: It's easy. It was the money.
1: Oh, did they offer way more? Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. in that case, welcome to Forest.
0: Yeah, and Nottingham Forest also has Dean Henderson, which is you know, Man United's ex backup goalkeeper, who he needs a new team at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Um he made some allegations against Man United. He's like, I wasted a year of my life there. (laughs)
1: Look,
0: they promised everybody
1: (laughs) look look, look, here's the thing. Everybody, I want to say, knew that he was not gonna be starting if he ended up going to Man United. He was not gonna get the chance to compete, especially having changed his mind to stay. He should have stayed where he was at.
0: Yep. Um what he said was, I was promised that I was going to be the number one when they told me to stay instead of go out on loan last season. So I ended up staying. I was the number one. I got the Rona. When I came back, The hair was the starting goalkeeper. And they never put me back in. So I wasted a year of my life there when they told me I was going to be number one. Yeah, but are they going to give you number one or are they guy that they're paying more? Or the world-class goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, world-class whenever he feels yes. like it. They also asked him, did you talk to the new manager before you left to you know, see what he thinks about you? And he was like, no, I wanted to leave before you came in. I haven't talked to him at all. <laughs>
1: so you're saying there could have been a chance that he would have been given the number one?
0: Yeah, but he decided just to not take the risk and go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the funny part is that with... Um, Ten Hag coming in he maybe would have actually considered giving him the number one spot over to him. Yeah. Just because he trusts younger talent.
0: Yeah, that's true, but anyway, we haven't even talked uh, about anyway. the match whatsoever. Um, yeah. I
1: I don't know what happened. What happened? Uh,
0: if you haven't watched the highlights, I'd recommend to definitely watch them. There was two really goals, re- two really good goals in this match. The first one being from <laughs> Fabian Schar who mm-hmm. scored a screamer of the goal from outside the box and ended up going to the top bins. There's nothing that Dean Henderson could do about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just more like none of the Forest players closed down. The guy just gave him all the room in the world to shoot and he ended up putting it top corner. Second goal was, a, I don't know, it's like an outrageous flick. I don't, I've never seen a goal like that. It was Callum Wilson. If mm-hmm. As long as this guy can stay healthy, he's going to be you know one of the top goal scorers in the league. Everybody's impressed by Newcastle right now. I mean, considering all the Saudi money that they got pouring into them, they're flirting with players from Leicester and Mm -hmm. other top players from around the world. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before they're one of, like, it's going to be the top seven at this point, right, instead of the top six. So, yeah, yeah. Newcastle really impressive. A a lot of people think that they might even be competing for Champions League places. Wow,
1: that's impressive.
0: Yes, but that's a big if.
1: Um, all right, what's the next? I game think uh, at the end of the day, you still have Newcastle in the DNA, so some of that's probably never going to let it.
0: Well, you, Newcastle be, used um, to be good, so that's part of their DNA too.
1: Ah, uh, that D, I guess. I guess <laughs> if you want to talk about I DNA? Went, I,
0: Nottingham Forest used to be Champions League winners, so
1: that's true.
0: Yeah. Well, back then it was okay, called the European well, Cup
1: yeah well okay well if we're going that route fine they have a chance especially with all the money coming in uh tottenham 4-1 southampton
0: yes so at this point i'm just saying watch the highlights for all the games um yeah i'm just gonna imagine that dawn had everything to do with this actually i would argue it's Kulisevsky. um they signed two players from juventus last season just on a whim and it was bedenker and koulusevsky were given to mm-hmm. Tottenham. Southampton ended up scoring first. You might think like, oh, Tottenham, you know, they've signed a bunch of players. I mean, Rich Harlesson and um, a bunch of other young players. Uh, Clement Langley from Barcelona. Uh, I forget who else off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, Southampton scored first. You think that Tottenham season, you know, it's going to look like how it did last season, but you know, they ended up turning, turning it around. They got, I forgot who scored the first goal for them. Oh, it was uh, Ryan Sessignon from across. And then the mm-hmm. second one, it was Son putting in a corner in uh, and Eric Dyer just, you know, slotting it in with a header. Uh, yeah. And then I believe it's it's a combination now. So Son, I want to say the front these is Son, uh, Kane, and Kulusevski. And if those three are playing and Son has the potential to score a goal and an assist, Kulusevski is exactly the same just from the other side at this point. So in the mm-hmm. second one, I think Son sent it into somebody else who slotted it away. And then right. uh, Kulusevsky ended up putting uh, a goal away on his own as well. So Kulusevski looks like one of the best signings. I think since he came in, nobody's had more assists um, in the league. and. Really? Yeah, so I think if you have a fantasy team, you should maybe slide them in there. <laughs> well, I will be reviewing mine. Yeah. Um, but pretty much Tottenham looking real good. I mean, Tony Conte is a good manager. It looks like he's whipping them into shape, and they have some of the best fitness in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, on to the team that I want to do well this season. Yes. That is Leeds United. And their victory to
0: one over wolves leads United States at this point <laughs> leads United States. Yeah, because you know the amount of Americans in there. So you got Jesse Marsh finally getting his full season. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> he gets a full season with the team. Uh, ended up signing yeah. Brandon Aaronson and Tyler Adams. Um, right. Well, they ended up selling the two best players in Calvin Phillips and Rafinha. They ended up generating about hundred million from those two sales and they brought in six players so yeah. um from the sporting director or the owner i forget but he was saying like at this point they wanted to go and for me it was more important bringing in six new players than keeping two of them right right
1: especially if they were going to get frustrated throughout the season yes. uh and you end up bringing in so much new and refreshed blood in, into this team uh both harrison and adams ended up starting the game as Adams finishing the whole game and
0: Aronson being subbed out. Adams brought in to replace Calvin Phillips and looks like Brandon Aronson literally replacing Rafinha. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people didn't know much about them considering they're American. And, you know, obviously there's a big stigma, especially in England, about American players or people in the league. But from what I've seen from Leeds fans is that they're in love with Aronson at the moment. He has such a high work rate that he doesn't stop chasing down any of the balls, um, mm-hmm. in the field. Uh, I want to say the first goal was directly involving Aaronson, who didn't let the wolves outside of their box. Okay. Um, pushed and was able to get like, kick the ball out of from a defender ended up going to Jack Harrison, who was able to push it out wide. um, mm-hmm to uh, i forget his name off the top of my head he's spanish rodrigo moreno yeah rodrigo right he ended up scoring um i think the goalie should have stopped it but whatever (laughs) it ended up going into the net but uh brendan aronson involved in that play and the second one um is it listed as an own goal or is it the second one
1: is listed as an own goal yeah that's whack
0: Uh, because Brendan Aronson claims that he got a foot on that. And I think it's really hard to tell from the replays that it was an own goal. Like you have to see it in super slow motion to know for sure. But,
1: oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was listed as an own goal.
0: But yeah, pretty much they ended up, it was Bamford sending, uh, centering the ball into Brendan Aronson and Mm -hmm. him slotting it away. So it's kind of a shame that he's not, hasn't gotten his official first goal yet, but so far he looks to be fitting right in with the team um Bamford is back who spent most of last season injured so having him back is like having a brand new player for Leeds yeah uh Wolves yes
1: I did see that yeah what what about Wolves um I don't see you well, know Jimenez in their lineup
0: I don't know what's going on oh uh, Jimenez ended up injuring his knee I believe so he's gonna oh, be out okay. for like two to three months <laughs> okay,
1: they did end up starting huang, who uh yes. I believe should have done well right he
0: was he was lively uh I think he was also involved in the first goal a bit because technically wolves scored first with podents who ended up just shooting oh, it that's... straight into the ground and it bounced up and it went top ins by accident oh but, wow uh wolves they struggled a lot toward the end of the last season mm-hmm. and they were pretty much on relegation form. Like, that's how bad they were playing. However, they had made enough right. points in the first half to make up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, people are worried about Wolves because yeah. they were one of the lowest scoring teams last, last year. Last season. Apart from, the game, yeah. the, apart from the teams that were relegated. Um So, yeah. they are bringing in a striker to replace Jimenez, which is Gonzalo Guedes from Valencia. Mm-hmm. And he should be a decent addition to the team. He's Portuguese, so he felt he'll fit right in.
1: Yeah. And do you think that Jimenez is on his way out?
0: I don't know. that. I think he's just he just keeps getting unlucky with injuries. Obviously, he had that head injury that kept him out for a good chunk of, I want to say it was the 2021 20, season. And then last yeah. season, it was just him trying to regain his level from before before the mm-hmm. head injury so he didn't really score as many goals as he used to so yeah. there could be a chance that he's on his way out but i don't i don't think it's like him losing form as much as just he's been unlucky with time right or spending time out of the pitch but mm-hmm. yeah i would say i wolf season depends on how good gonzalo cuedas can um slot into the team and provide goals because if they start scoring goals then they'll be okay
1: Yeah, and I feel feel like with Jimenez, he plays better up front with a partnership, I feel. Like, especially with his hold-up game.
0: Yeah, I mean, his main thing is holding the ball up. So, as long as he has somebody to, you know, feed the ball to, they Mm -hmm. they can do a lot of damage.
1: Yeah, so I feel like if they did that a bit more, they would actually have a better chance. But they always end up going with the lone striker up front. So, they always end up putting Huang or Jimenez up front all by themselves but it's really difficult when you're not getting those balls you know where you want them to be yeah. um and that's why you end up seeing Jimenez go so far down so many times during so many Wolves games to try and get a touch on the ball to try and get some momentum moving forward and unfortunately him moving down that far you know removes that attacking threat for her when they are ready to move forward because now he has to catch up so hopefully this guy that you say is coming in uh, does have the impact that they need in order to keep them up because it does not seem like it's going to be an easy season. I feel like a lot of these teams are going to be uh, performing very well with the few exceptions of the ones that are probably going to have a terrible season like Everton, yeah. which started off the season with a loss against Chelsea.
0: Yeah. From what I heard, uh, I did watch a bit of this game. But not all of it. From what I heard, Everton uh, didn't play too bad, actually. and uh, But I don't think Chelsea's at their full rhythm yet. I mean, th- they only won this game 1-0, and that one goal was a penalty. So they weren't yeah. scoring for open play. I don't think they created a ton, a ton of chances. They basically sold all their strikers because Lukaku went back to Inter. Um, and <laughs> uh, Timo Werner went back to Red Bull Leipzig. I think, today. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. the thing about Chelsea is very interesting um, because even preseason, they have been struggling. You have been able to see the frustration from Tuchel um, with everything that's going on, with some of their transfers being swooped away by other teams, Barcelona, um, and taking, you know, those those players that they've had on their list, you know, to, to come in. um, And I, I kind of see it like no real attacking threat. I'm looking at the lineup right now. And just like you mentioned, there are two strikers having left. They don't really have much to,
0: they have Armando Brogian.
1: Okay. But he's on he's... the bench on the bench. Yeah, what good is that going to do you? They have Sterling starting as their striker.
0: Yeah, pretty much, but if I remember, he's a winger, right? Exactly. Yeah, he's
1: he's not supposed to be in that position. If so. anything, it it makes more sense putting him uh in his position because that's usually where he gets his goals from coming in from that side.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of rumors going around that have them being linked with uh, Aubameyang. You know how the whole Barcelona situation is. Um, yeah. So pretty much Barcelona has been offering a bombing, Depay, and somebody else to a bunch of teams. So that's why.
1: I think Depay would be a really great signing for... I at this point, I'd want possible. him back
0: at United, but I doubt he'd want to come back.
1: <laughs> I feel like Depay has been done so wrong by so many teams. Um, well, the Barcelona he's got such great quality. Yeah. Huh?
0: The Barcelona one's kind of sad in terms of Man United. He didn't really do anything at Man United. Yeah,
1: but I don't think in Man United it was really his fault. I think it was the the management. Interesting Man is United.
0: that he had the Dutch manager because that was during Van Hal.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that is the interesting part, but I just feel like Van Hal is, isn't he the type of guy who just plays everybody in a position that just suits his um play style, not their strengths? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, when you have that, I don't really put the blame on Depay for him not being able to perform if the rest of the players who are playing out of position aren't able to get him the ball. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like Depay has had always such great skill. He's just been unfortunate. Unfortunately.
0: Mad and Forge. <laughs> yeah, mad
1: forge, Uh, Treated by all these clubs that he's been at, just had really, really bad luck. Um in Barcelona. Wait, he was um uh, in France, right? After Man United?
0: Uh yeah, he was at Olympic Lyon.
1: Yeah, and I, I if I remember correctly, he was actually doing pretty well there, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was. That's what earned him the move to Barcelona.
1: To Barcelona, yeah. So see, he it with a team that actually gives him the trust that he needs, like Believing him in him doing what he does, um, he'll you can get something good out of him. And you know, if Man United could get him back, I think that'd be fantastic for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't but know I feel nice like, with that though. but I feel like if uh, Chelsea end up getting him, I think he would actually be able to link up very well with Sterling. I feel like him and Sterling w- could actually get a pretty good connection going. Um, Sterling providing. Depay with what he needs uh, when he's uh, moving forward Um, and I think it would fix a lot of the problems when it comes to getting the results I mean you said this one is a penalty result which Mm -hmm. is kind of sad because it clearly shows you're an arrow without a head Yep. so uh, we'll see what happens with that but what about Everton what is that dumpster fire looking like
0: so far it's not on fire yet. Um Okay, so it's
1: just the dumpster.
0: Yes. We'll see in the next match against Aston Villa. Like I said, whoever loses that match, that's when the dumpster catches on fire.
1: It's the dumpster derby.
0: Yep. But I don't think <laughs> okay. there's much to say about Everton at the moment. They're signing some right. okay players though.
1: Yeah, uh, just I mean, the only thing to say about this game is that it got pretty physical, right? Why? Uh, Sterling. Oh, uh, Mina. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You guys Google that if anybody's listening. Google Sterling and Yuri Mina.
1: <laughs> yeah. That when you showed me that picture, <laughs> I'm still wondering what the heck ended up happening there. Uh, but okay, seems like a pretty boring game. Uh, honestly, just based on team names, I would have expected Chelsea at least to have gotten yeah. uh something more out of this game. Um, another thing I didn't see was Pulisic starting. Why was he on the bench? I feel like if anybody would make more sense to start as a striker over Sterling, it would have been Pulisic.
0: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, at this point, he hasn't been favored by any of the coaches that he's played for. And he's always starting off the bench. So, okay. He only scored nine goals last season, I believe, which wasn't that many. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at this point, he's still currently starting off the bench. I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Well, honest. the last
1: thing that I remember you telling me was that Chelsea was trying to look to offload him to some other team.
0: Well, there was a rumor with Juventus, but I haven't heard anything about that heating up at the moment. It just sounds like it was just a rumor.
1: Okay, well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the next game was Leicester tying against Brentford 2-2. Two two.
0: Yes, so uh, a lot of people were worried. For Leicester, considering they haven't signed any players during the transfer, they run. have
1: Vardy. They don't need to sign players.
0: Vardy's thirty-six.
1: So, three plus six is nine. That's his number.
0: He starts on the bench anyway. But
1: what are you talking about? He started this game on the field. Nah,
0: close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, close, uh, close enough to the bench. Yeah. So they haven't signed any players. Um mostly because people think that they have budgetary restrictions, so they have to get rid of people in order to sign them.
1: Mm, um, that sounds right.
0: Yes, and uh, Brendan Rodgers, there's a rumor that he might be one of the first coaches not to get to fired, get but to leave his position, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, so he's going to resign, you think?
0: I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of money to play with. There's rumors of James Madison, Yuri TaylorMans, and uh, Wesley Fofana. Or Fofana, uh, however you say okay. it. Um, wanting to leave. Uh, if he could get a decent amount of money for those three, he can make some signings. But unless he <laughs> you know, unless they get rid of somebody, he's not gonna bring anybody or they're not gonna bring anybody in. Uh, yeah. and this match started off well for them. They actually ended up going two 0 up first. Mm-hmm. But thirty third and forty six. Yeah, I would say things turned for the worst and Bramford ended up clawing two goals back with um the second goal being a really good one from outside the box. but
1: From Da Silva.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, Leicester, I'm worried about them. I think they could finish lower half of the table if they don't bring people in.
1: I feel like uh, Leicester are in a very similar position as Wolves.
0: Yes, where they need to make some signings. But, mm-hmm. They don't. Doesn't seem like they have a lot of money to do that. So, you yeah, know, we'll
1: see uh, how it goes.
0: It just like, considering it just the seems next like most are teams against, are. Yeah, I was considering the next match the is against Arsenal.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. So Leicester against Arsenal in the next match. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah predictions going to predict it now. Pre-
0: predictions
1: are the next next steps. Okay. 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 We're, just We're just saying. Uh. All right. I'll leave the the best game for last uh so i'll move on to uh west ham losing to man city 2-0 and holland actually getting on the score sheet
0: yes twice
1: twice
0: yeah so apparently he injured fabianski uh and then Ariola, who's now officially part of west ham not on loan alphonse Ariola, remember him
1: yeah yeah the uh, psg right
0: yes uh so he got subbed in and then a minute later conceded a penalty to Holland. <laughs> and then Holland yeah. ended up slowing that one in. And the second one, uh, I mean, De Bruyne's is a master of assists at this point. And having somebody mm-hmm. like Holland in there, who's deceptively fast for how big he is. Just, you know, just picture his running in your head because, you know, he's got a funny run.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to, like, wear a backpack in order to run like him.
0: But he absolutely destroyed West Ham's defensive line, like the offside trap, he absolutely destroyed it, uh, with, mm-hmm. especially with that pass from De Bruyne. So De Bruyne and having Holland in your team, it's kind of... A cheat uh, code? Yes, and they're going to score a lot of goals as long as Holland can remain healthy. I know he's had a lot of injury issues with Dortmund for the last two years, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Okay. But everybody, I mean, all the British media is like falling in love with Holland, they're like, "Oh my God, he's unplayable," stuff like that. Right. So, oh, we'll, we'll until see. he he's injured. Yeah, Well they're practically already giving Man City the league. So, that, oh, that's I thought this I was
1: the, like, isn't this weekend just to determine if Man City was going to win the league? And
0: yeah, yeah. totally, yeah
1: they've they've won it already. Yeah, and they won their game. Liverpool drew theirs, and well, everybody else falls into place. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Now, for the biggest game was uh, Brighton versus Manchester United.
0: Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but <laughs> if I must. So, Man United definitely needs a holding midfielder. Um, it's, they're screaming out for one because so far McFred isn't doing anything. Fred can win you the ball back, but in terms of going forward, not much happens. McTominay can win you the ball back, but he turns it in in the worst position that he found it. Um, He's <laughs> trying to do fancy flicks, and it just ends up, you know, causing a counterattack straight away. So okay. I don't know how McTominay's still starting. I mean, coaches should are probably seeing something behind the scenes, but besides that, nobody, like, no fan knows why McTominay's starting. So, there's the rumor that they're going to go get Adrian Rabio, But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he's a replacement for McTominay. I've never seen him as a CDM, if anything. Um, yeah. So, I think we just need to put some money somewhere. I know they're still holding out for Frankie de Jong, who would be playing in that position. But you still got people like Ruben Neves, who's also expensive, but he'd probably be down to move. Um,
1: Honestly, Neves is probably your better bet. Yeah,
0: Declan Rice, if you want to play tons of money as well. I mean, there's there's plenty of options out there. It just seems like uh, never
1: as you get like worldies scored.
0: Yeah, and it it just doesn't look like they're up for spending the money at the moment. But based on the fan criticism, I think they're getting a little bit desperate and starting to they're for they're, they're kind of forcing their hand and starting to, trying to make a move. And I just feel mm-hmm. bad for Tanhag because he tried to change it. It's up. the same situation yeah, as tried to, every other. Yeah, he tried to change it up, but he doesn't really have the place to do it. And uh, he ended up playing Kurt, uh, Christian Eriksen up, up top because he had to punish Ronaldo by putting him on the bench. And that did not work out in our favor. Let's just say that. I don't think I would recommend doing that in the first game of the season. But yeah. luckily we have a match against Brentford, who's a decent team. But on paper, we should be winning this. So we'll see how more depressed I am <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> next weekend. Uh, but,
1: yeah. Okay, well, one other thing that I'm noticing from this game is that uh, Brighton scored three goals.
0: Well, they counted one as an own goal?
1: Uh, Yeah, Alexis MacAllister.
0: Oh, wow. I thought that was a Diogo Delo goal. But, yeah, it was a scrappy mm. goal. It was yeah, just more so. like it was a... Um, it was a cross into the box, and the goalie didn't end up getting to it, and it just bounced off Diogo Delo. And... Mm. N- the defender was about to clear it when the goalie just punched it into his own net, pretty much. <laughs> so, that that's how the Man United goal came about. But we, we really couldn't do anything. And then, okay, I mean, Ten Hag decided to make substitutions with five minutes left, which doesn't really give you time to do anything.
1: So. See, those are the most frustrating substitutions I ever see. It's the ones that are like five to ten minutes left on the game. You are hoping on too much stoppage time to be given when you make yeah. those substitutions like you, you either got to make them in the 60th or 70th minute so they can actually have an impact um but here's to manchester united hopefully doing better than next matchup which you have brentford and well seeing how they did it with leicester city I don't know how good your chances
0: are. That's what I'm saying so. On paper, we should win, but let's see how depressed I am after the <laughs> on, match.
1: On paper, you should you should win. I doubt it. Hey, but I think on paper. Leaning? I think on paper, it's a Brentford win.
0: Hey, we're leaning into a prediction here. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Fine, fine. Fine. I'll just keep my thoughts to myself until the next one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all the Premier League games. From this weekend, uh, with that we have our top five: of Tottenham first, Bournemouth second, Arsenal third, Man City in fourth, and Newcastle in fifth. So those are your top five uh, standings after match day one.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Man City is going to move close to the top in the next <laughs> weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Liverpool are deservedly where they need to be in 12th place. Uh, right above cool. Manchester United.
0: Yes. We're hanging out together.
1: Exactly. Uh, okay, so I just want to go through the other leagues real quick. Um, we got a Bayern win 6-1 yeah. over Frankfurt. They won the season uh, already. They won the season already. I mean, (laughs) do we even have to, you know, look further into that? Mane actually getting on the scoreboard for that game. So he's starting his season off strong. Uh, Dortmund as well winning 1-0 over Leverkusen. We've got, uh, let's see, the standings, Bayern in first, uh, Freiburg second, mm, Gladbach in third, Köln in fourth, and Union Berlin in fifth. That's interesting, um, but that's because of the goal differences, obviously. So those are your top five teams for the Bundesliga. Uh, and in league, in the French side of things, we got Lyon winning against uh, Ajaccio, two to one. Uh, PSG surprisingly winning 5-0 against uh, Clermont Foot, with Neymar and Messi scoring uh, three goals combined.
0: Messi scoring his first... uh, Brace? Chilena.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of that. Wasn't sure what was going on.
0: Uh, Um, Just scored a... He just scored an overhead kick, his first one officially, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's such an amazing goal. And then other people are like, well, I mean, Ronaldo did the best, one of the best Chileaners of all time, and so did Gareth Bales.
1: Gareth Bales was amazing against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, that destroyed my dreams, but it was a beautiful sight to see. Um, okay, so we also got uh, Lille winning 4-1, to uh, Marseille winning 4-1, to so the standings of the top five are PSG, Marseille, Lille, Montpellier, and Lens. And then Monaco in sixth, just in case. Um so yeah, those are the standings and some of the results of the other leagues.
0: Yep. Uh so next weekend we're gonna do a preview. Now that the Premier League's back, you know, at least we'll have we don't have have so much MLS-heavy, you know, previews. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would do a league on the next one, but she Chivas keeps losing, so. <laughs> or <laughs> well, tying. Yeah.
1: You know. yeah. And, you know, just to close off all results of this weekend, um, another one that is, I guess, important to us, uh, Angel City ended up drawing against the Orlando Pride, 2-2. Two to two. They were winning that game, uh, but ended up uh, giving up. The second goal in the 72nd. And ended up. uh, Sorry. They ended up uh, giving two goals in the 64th and the 91st. And the 91st goal was an own goal. So unfortunately that Mm -hmm. happened.
0: Yes. And that's all we got.
1: And that's all we got. So throwing a (laughs) bit of uh, women's soccer in there as well.
0: So uh, join us in the next episode to hear preview. For the weekend, as well as Danny's Premier League predictions, which we haven't heard yet, so excited to I see what those are going to be. Um, it's, it's not that easy to predict this year. I mean, apart no. from who's going to win? But
1: <laughs> so I'm going to put Man City in first. I oh, mean, that's no, 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 just... save uh, it for the next. One. <laughs> well, that's just kind of a given.
0: Yes, but all right. So that's all we got. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure to you know give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts we're not on everything yet i haven't sorted that out but if you do find us give us a good rating um and yeah so join us in the next episode it's been a good one so we'll see you guys later bye